What's the Car Talk Podcast? Hello and welcome back to the Car Talk Podcast, where me and Bailey bring you the latest car news and the latest transportational opinion, at least for the last month that's gone by anyway. Um, no guests this week, but we do have a few irons in the fire, including women and returning guests, whatever comes first. But for now, it's just me and Bailey. How are you doing this month, Bailey? Yes, very well, thank you, Matty. Sad that we haven't got a guest on again, but uh, it is a work in progress. So mm, it is. It, it's the. It's a mixture of the. Um, it's half the unwillingness of people to come on, and the other half is our disorganisation. Um, yeah. Yeah, you have to forgive me though, Bailey, because you know I've got a lot of fish to fry at the minute. You may notice if you're watching on YouTube that the Matty Towers set is looking a little bit different and a little bit bare at the minute, and that'll be because, um, unfortunately, the landlord of Matty Towers, who isn't called Matty, um, is moving us all out. So, unfortunately, I'm midway through moving out. It's a very stressful situation, Bailey. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing when I was saying that. Um, or uh, we do car news, aren't we? Yeah. To start with. Uh, do you want to go first? I can indeed. Uh, and I want to talk about a new SUV, Matty. Oh no. What a surprise. <laughs> um, and it's called the Toyota Sentry. Now, this is meant to rival uh, the Rolls Royce Cullinan, um, however you say Rolls Royce? Yeah, it's a luxury SUV. It looks kind of like a mix of a Bentley, Volvo and other things. But I actually think it looks great. Um, it's got a nice sort of big design. Um, it's going to have a 3.5 litre V6 engine with 400 horsepower. It's going to cost around £130,000. Which, to be fair, if it's rivaling the uh, the Rolls-Royce, that's pretty... Yeah, it's a pretty uh, bargain for it compared to it. Uh, the only the only shame with this is that it's going to be sold in Japan only, um, which is a bit of a shame. But uh, ho- hopefully we'll see someone importing them because uh, I think it does look quite good. I don't know what your thoughts on it are. Um, the only thing that's a shame with this is that it looks like a Genesis, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> yeah. It looks... I need, I, why didn't they just do a Lexus to make this a Lexus and make it all cool and like it looks um, it looks a little bit like a pound shop Rolls Royce um, <laughs> what is the Rolls Royce not the Bentayga that's the Bentley what's the, the Rolls Royce SUV called the Culloden I can't remember like, it's a really odd way to say to it to be fair it looks actually it actually looks more like a pound shop Bentayga to be fair um, mm. Why are why are they doing this? Because I thought the Japanese all drove small cars, <laughs> like K cars. Well, I suppose they, yeah, I suppose they do. But um, maybe it's just like I don't know. It's, there's a certain market there they need to fulfil. Because like you said, the Lexus hasn't done an SUV for ages, has they? No. Or have they? I don't. I don't recall of one apart from the RC three hundred and whatever it's called, um, which was like ten years ago. But yeah, I don't know why Lexus didn't make it. Anyway, I, I quite like it, because <laughs> um, it looks quite cool. Well, to be fair, I, I mean, I'm getting these, um, I'm getting these uh, images from the website motor1.com, um, which I don't think is a HTTPS. No, it isn't. A HTTPS varied website. So it's probably going to put a virus on uh, my <laughs> PC. Uh, and there's an advert, actually, next to, uh, next to the... Um, the article here advertising like um, older male hunks, and I actually think that they are more attractive than this car. 
<laughs> for God's sake. So, uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> you can move on then. I, w- I-, I think I will. Um, <clears throat> and as we found out in the news this week, um, the former London Mayor, Ken Livingston, uh, has been diagnosed or is suffering with uh, dementia. Um, so, a bit of bad news there, however you want to take that. Mm. Um, the only silver lining for him, though, is that he's going to be able to forget now about all of the pain and misery that he's caused motorists, uh, especially in London, over the years. Um now, of course, Bailey, we've got the modern uh, Ken Livingston, who is um, Sadiq Ulez Khan, um, and um, <laughs> we've 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 got him now. Um, but listen, um, there has been in the news this week. Um, have you heard the leaked information, the leaked U-turns um, that are going to be made by Prime Minister Rishi Sunak this week? I have, because it's one of the things I've put down. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well, you should have made this... He- I love the way you open the podcast with a, a Toyota that's horrible that we can't even get in the UK, but you didn't open it with one of the <laughs> most prolific, biggest news stories of the week. I'm very sorry, Matty. Uh, that was my mistake. <laughs> uh, so, if you're not in the know, um, the UK petrol and diesel car ban, it was meant to be, um, you may, weren't meant to be able to buy a new petrol and diesel car uh, by the year 2030, which, you know, just um, how many years is it, wait, seven, six, seven years away? Uh, not mm. a long time away at all. Um, it's been postponed now. Uh, it's been put back to 2035. Not confirmed yet, but it, it's looking... Uh, like it is going to be. Um, how are we feeling about that? It's great because that means I can live for another five years. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought you might say that. Um, it, it just means, though, as well, that there's going to be less demand for our petrol cars. There's, there's another five-year delay of people literally trying to steal your car um, because it's petrol and they can't buy a, a good enough used one. Um, yeah, it's... It's it's good news. It's a little bit of um, yeah. it's a little bit of what's the word? Another five years of normality, I guess. Um, mm. But yeah, the, the 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 car makers though they're not happy about this, are they at all? No, uh, which is good because that means they can go. Yes, we can make more petrol cars again. I mean, I think they're just feeling a little bit sort of hard done by that they've um, they've built electric car platforms. Um, they've told us all um, to drive the change, electric is the future, and all these weird catchphrases. And um, the Prime Minister in a few days or weeks is effectively going to go, no, don't worry about that for another five years at least, you know what I mean? Because if you think about it, six, six seven years before the ban... Really, car makers have got to start acting like it's already here. Do you know what I mean? It's like when they make you revise for your GCSEs in year eight. You know, on paper, you think, oh, well, my GCSEs aren't tomorrow. But then, you know, you blink and your GCSEs are tomorrow. So I'm sure the car makers are pretty pissed off. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind personally because that means I can drive more petrol. <laughs> um, but speaking of change, Matty, um, I don't know if you've seen this. It's uh, a new piece of news that uh, came up on my Instagram, which which is a bit of a weird place to see it. But uh, 
basically it's it's an Afro-European technology firm called Namex, um, and is re- they revealed a new hydrogen-powered SUV. Yes, it's another SUV, um, but it basically features um, six individual hydrogen capsules at the back, and basically these can be like swapped out. Um, to speed up fuel stops and stuff takes about five seconds or something um and to refuel the hydrogen uh, obviously to uh, obviously refuel the hydrogen but it, you can get a range of uh 1500 kilometers which is pretty pretty impressive um and the car is actually designed by pininfarina which is i was gonna say funny. is this the new nam x huv pininfarina yes it I, looks, kind of, I kind of longed it out but uh it looks stunning <laughs> yeah, doesn't actually, it isn't it great it does it's a cool looking car, I have to admit. Um, but I think that's I think that is the future. That that is brilliant. Um and obviously the capsules are kind of hidden away, but they also look quite cool. Basically the back bumper opens up, doesn't it? And the, yeah. the hydrogen capsules come out. Are they like interchangeable? Do you just fill them up? I'm pretty sure, yeah, you just fill it all them up individually and you just swap them. Uh, I've seen a video of it someone just taking them out and putting them in this is absolutely fantastic this really is probably going to be the future Um, and also uh, while we're on this Bailey I just feel like in the running order up to now everything that you've mentioned you probably should have mentioned the Toyota Century SUV perhaps last or not at all (laughs) yeah because also the next thing I want to talk about is a new Lotus yeah getting worse are you sponsored <laughs> um, by Toyota or something? No, I just like Toyotas. Main, mainly their early stuff, but yeah. Um, the new the new Lotus Emiya, I don't know how you say it, it's an electric Hyper GT um, in yellow. And this is going to be uh, obviously a Hyper uh, GT thing, which is like, it's kind of like a long... What would you say as a Hyper GT? I suppose a Porsche Taycan sort of thing. Yeah, it's like a fastback um, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, sort of not not sedan, but sort of almost an estate with a roof that's going down rather than up. Um, that's a really shit way of describing it. Anyway, it has uh, 320 miles of range and it will have 900 horsepower. Um, but what do we think of it, Matty? I think it's a good-looking car, just not as a Lotus. Yeah, I think it looks okay. Um, it's not particularly very Lotus-ery. Um, no. And also, can I just ask a quick question? Is this actually going to be made? Or is this... Because, I don't know, maybe it's not just Lotus, but like a lot of these cars that we've mentioned, we're doing this podcast a while now, I just never ever see them again, especially the intriguing ones that I'd love to actually see on the roads of Ascot. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, I know what you mean. Um, and this is confirmed. This is coming out next year, um, so you can actually buy this. Um, but I know what you mean by that. Like a lot of the cars we've spoken about haven't actually been seen yet, <laughs> which is quite funny. Well, I, I have seen, to be fair, you know that like um, Land Rover electric thing from Scotland that Jack said. I actually did see one of those the other day. Did you? Uh, I can't remember what the name of it. Yeah, I saw one of those on the road, and they actually are being made. So that's obviously happening that, um, that's good we haven't completely wasted people's time there <laughs> i think we still have though <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah as i said this comes out next year um so i'll hopefully be able to see one in 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 ascot <laughs> so, yeah 
Well, on to a car that you absolutely will be able to buy, and if you, uh, if the current version is anything to go by, then you should buy it. It's the new MG3, and uh, the key of this is, is that it's going to be petrol only. Um, good news, it's a small car, we like small cars, it's a good looking car, the new MG3. The old one, uh, the facelift and the pre-facelift, really quite cool looking cars and if you're looking for a, I always say this to people who ask me, uh, if you're looking for a rare sort of modern car, one that you're not going to see sort of two of parked mm. in the, the, the uh, supermarket or whatever, this is the one to go for. Um, plus, it's the only production car um, with hydraulic power steering, so the steering is actually surprisingly engaging and surprisingly good. Um, what do we think, Bailey? It's, it's, I agree with you totally, but they haven't changed the look at all. They have. They have. have they? It looks much I just, better. I mean, the, the lights are slightly more. They like having, you know, like how girls have the eyelashes and they go out of their eye. Yeah. It's they, like that at the front, but that's that's all I can see. It really. looks a little bit more done up and it's got a, a sort of what looks to be a big fake grill, but it looks mean and it looks angry. And um, it has, it, I think it has changed from the previous one. Um, it's it's taking uh, taking cues from the new Cyberster, uh, which we discussed on the podcast with, was it with Jack? I think it was. Um, or Daniel Lackerhouse, possibly. You've got to get his name in somewhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the point of this is, is that MG, obviously, they've been, they're one of the first brands, really, not first, but you know, first to have quite a few electric models on the go um, but they say that they're reserving the sort of electric powertrain for the bigger models and this is going to be uh, purely petrol um, which we like um, that is good yes. honestly in about 10, 10 years 20 years time I can see myself having one of the current used MG3s I just think they are that good um, yeah, I would. I would like to drive one and, and do a review on it. Actually, to be honest, because I think, as you said, they are quite quite funky looking cars, and they're very different to a lot of other super minis. Um, is there anything else you've got, Matty? Because I've uh, pretty much done with news. Yes, um, plenty more news. A couple more news. Um, first of all, uh, don't go to Wales. Um, Twenty mile an hour ban. Uh, so sorry, 20 mile an hour limit now on all of the um, residential streets in Wales has come in this week. Um, there's now a 150,000 strong petition uh, calling for whoever Wales' party is to um, scrap this. Um, what do we think of that? I think the petition is great. I think they should get rid of it because that's just idiotic. Can I ask you a question? Oh, a building. Your road that you yeah. live on, I'd say it was, if it wasn't a dead end, but this helps anyway, but it's probably 20 miles an hour. But can you do 20 up your road without crashing into Leslie's flower display? I don't think you Easy. can. Easily. I do, I do it in reverse. Well, I actually, funny story, <laughs> viewers, I actually, the first time I came to see Bailey, um, I parked my saxo up his up his street and i was reversing straight back down the street 
but like back the down the side of it because I was there was like loads of free parking spaces and I was just gonna like swing round. So rather than get in the middle of the road, I was reversing down the right hand side. Uh, little did I know that there was a telegraph pole, um, sort of hidden within the bushes, uh, and I twatted the corner of my sack. So a couple of days after. Um, well, a couple of days before, that woman had already ran into the back of it, so she really didn't have a good weekend to my saxo that week, um, especially when it comes to a rear end. It was really battered that week. <laughs> I remember you telling me about that, actually. That, that's, that's been quite a while ago, Jesus. Uh, oh, well, it, <laughs> Bailey phoned me to ask me if I'd got home um, about four weeks later when the telephone lines went back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how long it takes to get to Liverpool on a telephone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, underdeveloped. Wait, what? <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, further bit of news here. Um I don't know why I've put this. Ah, yes, I do know why I've put this. Um, so basically, um, we're getting a new 2024 Vauxhall Crossland. It's going to rival the Dacia Duster, and it's going to focus more on utility and practicality. Um, I'm sure Bailey will put some images on the screen, but if you're listening not on YouTube and just on Spotify, you're not missing out. It looks horrible. Um, now, we discuss all of the time about the shit decisions that car manufacturers make, um, Jeep, Peugeot, Vauxhall. Um, but there's a particular decision about this car that Vauxhall have made, Bailey, that I'd like to discuss with you. Go for it. Tell me now a good Vauxhall from the past. Go on, can you think of any sort of like from years ago? Uh, the Vauxhall Nova. The uh, Opel Manta. Yeah, which is technically a an opal but yeah well opal voxel the the calibra calibra um uh-huh. plenty or a few a few good cars voxel made in the 80s and the 90s um one of one of them one of them was that was bad was the viva which is a name that they revived which for a, was a stupid thing to do um <laughs> <laughs> would would you though if you were the CEO of Vauxhall and you made the replacement for the Crossland would you say yes I think it's a great idea to bring back the Frontier name no he broke up there I think he's being sick but yeah the Frontier <laughs> the rusty SUV that Vauxhall made in the 90s which was really a, a truly horrible cheap and nasty car um it's being it's being revived um to further nail some nails into the coffin of Vauxhall so that Peugeot can quietly take over i think that's what's happening at Stellantis anyway yeah you're probably right there matty <laughs> yeah um should we should we move on to our theme then Let's do it. I think that'd be a good idea. Not talking about Vauxhall anymore. Yeah, let's forget about Vauxhall and all the shit models that they are trying to revive. Um, yes, we're going on to our theme uh, this week. Um, and it's about drivers and things that piss us off on the road. Um, I'd like to go straight in there with hearses. No, I'm only messing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bailey, your your idea. Uh, what what's what's uh, it's what's the idea behind our theme this week? Well, um, 
I was driving on the road the other day, as I do uh, normally, and I was thinking, well, what can I use? What can we do as a new theme for a podcast? Um, and how I actually came to that idea was I was stuck behind some idiot in like a GLE thing, like, you know, SUV Mercedes, um, in my SUV, which is quite funny. Um, oh, yeah, Bailey's is like, now, I, if anyone didn't know. Yeah, well, I'm not going to decline a free Freelander, am I? <laughs> um, and this person was doing like, I don't know, 38 in a 60. And I was like, can you just hurry up? And that's one thing that really pisses me off is when people don't drive the speed limit um, and just drive like a lot slower and it just it does my head in. And you can't overtake them. No, you can't a lot of the time, especially on country roads and winding roads and... You know, especially as well if you've got a like a, a, a Land Rover Freelander that only does like four miles an hour and probably is about to break down. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised, Matty. It's actually got quite a lot of uh, torque. It's a top range model, as I found out. Very good. Mm-hmm. Touch wood. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like I don't know about you, Matty, but I always come across like people like that, especially in my area. Everyone's just clueless about how they're driving. Like they don't know what they're doing. Like they come up to a roundabout and go, "Oh, okay, what am I doing here? What is this place?" <laughs> they just don't know what they're doing, and, it, and especially on like just straight roads, they're just doing like forty on like sixty. Something that like I constantly say to myself in the car, um, especially when like approaching traffic lights or approaching a roundabout or a junction where it's not a blind junction, you can see uh, quite clearly that it's it's clear. Um, something I repeat to myself all the time is this person in front is desperate to stop. It's almost like people want to stop. You know what I mean? And any driving instructor will tell you this, is that driving is actually all about like keeping going and not stopping. Like that is kind of the objective, obviously as long as it's safe to do so. Um, But the Mm -hmm. whole point is to keep the flow going and to keep the, because then you avoid traffic, you avoid, you know, wear and tear on your car, using fuel. Um, but yeah, I'm constantly stuck behind people where it's like they are waiting and just anticipating, waiting for the lights to change, like they just want to stop. And I actually think that could be true. I actually think people want to stop so they can check their phone. Do you reckon that's a thing? That's a really good theory, actually. And to be fair, I probably agree with you on that. I mean, like, a lot of people just... I'm, I see a lot of people on their phones anyway, um, just while driving. Like, the other day I saw someone on, you know, literally, they were... I could see that in, I was behind them doing, like, you know, this... Well, probably two miles an hour, because it was stuck behind them. But um, I could literally see they were holding their phone in their left hand and, like, talking into it. And I was like, well, just put it down. Like, you don't need to... What's so interesting about on, on the phone? I know, either... Buy a phone stand or connect it to Bluetooth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Every car has like a screen or Bluetooth now, so why, why not just connect it to that? Um, yeah, I, I know I uh, joked before and just said that uh, I'd like to kick off with hearses as something that pisses me off on the road. But to be fair, um, my number one bugbear on the road isn't actually far off a hearse. Um, as former London Mayor Ken Livingstone has developed dementia, there are many other people who are sick and vulnerable taking to the roads every day to cause absolute carnage. Can you guess who I'm talking about, Bailey? Cyclists? No, old people. 
Yeah, I mean, old people or cyclists or both. Mm, or Imagine both. that combo, an old person stuck behind a cyclist. What a combo that or is. Or an old person <laughs> who is a cyclist. They go they go so slow they'd actually fall off. Um, <laughs> now, the number one problem I have with old people uh, on the roads and this whole thing about old drivers in general is that, number one... Um, they cause more lower level collisions on the road, which means that they don't have to suffer the insurance premiums that we do. So they just they still cause crashes. They're just the types of crashes that you don't put a claim in for or where cars don't get written off. But they still get a free ride when it comes to insurance premiums. And number two is that they are, a lot of them, drugged up to their eyeballs completely um, on their prescriptions um and are either careless and you know in some cases reckless to be fair because you have those old people that press the wrong pedals and things like that um but also just um completely on a different planet and driving too slow or drifting into your lane and god forbid if you were to say anything to them or beep your horn you would get that bloodshot look from their eyes um, as though it's completely your fault and because they've been on this uh, for 186 years they could not possibly be wrong do you, do you know what I mean there's just such a, <laughs> a hierarchy when it comes to old people it's like no one will have, have a bad word said about them especially when it comes to their driving <laughs> it's very true very true <laughs> I mean going on from like what you said earlier about people like always wanting to slow down um Another thing that annoys me is people who basically, you know, like when people like, you know that someone's going to turn off the road to a different road. Oh. They don't actually, they don't do it till the last minute. Like they do it like, oh, they go, oh yeah, I need to go here. And then they indicate as well. It's like, well, what's the point in that? <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not going to know that you're going to go in there, but it's like, you always have to slam on the brakes because they just, they do it so last minute. That That's, that's what annoys me It's mad this thing, isn't it, about people, like, if they get lost or if they're just about to miss their turn or whatever, like, like, especially on a motorway as well, like, the whole point of a motorway is that if you miss your junction, you just go on to the next one and turn round. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I've been lost many times in many places, but I've never held anyone up, I'd like to think, because I just think, okay, I think I'm turning off in a minute. If I do turn off at the right road then great if i don't then i'll just turn into the wrong road anyway and fucking turn round you know what i mean it's it's simple yeah common sense it is and i think common sense leaves a lot of people um very young age <laughs> yeah as, I mean, as we know maybe it's like, gonna uh, maybe it's gonna leave us soon i mean i think it might have left you already if you've got that um freelander you know what i mean <laughs> shut up <laughs> I'm actually doing. I'm doing another. I'm doing a four-month, um, like, sort of ownership review uh, on Saturday. I'm filming that, so you'll be very, look, uh, very much looking forward to that, Matty, because I'm basically going to say everything I don't like about it. Okay. Yeah. Does that include the waiting times in the service departments at Land Rover? Don't know because I haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> carrying on then with uh, things that pisses off on the road um what about um the people who go around corners really slowly what would you do to them if you could 
Oh, and, and and they break as well around the corner. You're meant to break before the corner, but they break on the corner and going round it. <laughs> um, just as you think you've escaped them, they like it's almost like they. I don't know. It's they're obviously not going to reverse, but like you just think, okay, well they're going to maintain a certain speed, so I can just safely pass them now. Oh no, they don't. They just break, and you have to swerve again. Do you know what I mean? That's probably our fault, but you know. They should go round the corner properly. Yeah, I mean, when I go round a corner, I think of a racetrack. So I see the lines and go, that's the apex. I need to aim for that bit of apex and I can get round as fast as possible. <laughs> that's what everyone should do, I think. Uh, that's if you've got a well-handling <laughs> um, car, though. Not everybody does. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, one of the things about the, the Land Rover I dislike is it feels like I'm driving a house. Mm. Well, my Fiat Brava, you used to have to turn right before you turned left. Really? How does that work? Well, no, like, I'm just taking the piss. It was like a like a lorry, though, where you had to make dead wide turns in it because there was that right. much oversteer um, <laughs> that, yeah, it would it would do that. A thing that annoys me, um, as a fa- well, as I found out more so recently, because uh, I drove into London, is, well, London itself annoys me, but also the roads in London. Um, I was literally, I was going to a film shoot in London uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I basically got I had to be there for about 5am so I left my house at like 3 anyway so I was in the middle of London at like half 4 and obviously everywhere's like 20 miles an hour so you're literally doing 20 on like the widest road possible with like 4 bus lanes and 3 cycling lanes and there's nothing else to hit and you have to do 20 because there's a camera every 5 seconds that really annoys me it's like well what is there to hit <laughs> there's no pedestrians why, why are the cameras not turned off at a certain time? Did you know there's get rid of them news completely? at the end of last month that said that more British traffic collisions are caused by people turning right uh, than any other manoeuvre. So what I'd suggest to you if you are driving in central London, Bailey, is just to not turn right. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's a bit difficult because if you keep going left, you just go in a circle, Matty. Yeah, I know. But as we know from British politics, left is best. <laughs> I'm not going to argue any of that because uh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> the last thing that annoys me, Matty, that I've got down um, is, I mean, you might agree with this as well, is people who jump the queue at like a traffic lights or um, any sort of, you know, road works. If there's like a merging lane and they basically jump the merge or they go, or they basically go into like, especially on the M25, there's lots of lanes and basically what they just try and, cut through different lanes to get somewhere else and then cut back in that re- I just I want to set them on fire I'm more pissed that's off with annoying. the people that let them in you know what I mean that's what I mean yeah I never let them in I'm like you can piss off no <laughs> I don't I don't I mean I let, I let people out of side roads if I have to but not if there's nothing behind me they can just wait but when it comes to people jumping the queue uh, absolutely not and I drive a Lexus now so I don't really have to listen to anybody you know what I mean? <laughs> That's true, yes. I drive a Lexus. Um, I mean, a good example of this the other day I had was um, I was at a set of lights and basically it was one lane, like a normal road, and it went into two. And obviously there's there was quite a bit of traffic behind. And then someone basically overtook to go into the other lane, which and the other lane's only a left, uh, sorry, only a right turn. Yeah. And then, and then the, the other, other, the other, like the outside lane is uh, a straight and a, a left turn. This van basically went cut through the um the traffic around when on the other side of the road basically came to where i was 
and indicated into my lane. And I was like, nope, nope, not going in. And he pretty much almost scraped the car because he went, he wanted to go in that badly. And I had to obviously let him in at that point. And I was like, you bastard. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it, when you lose? Like, I just, I and you think about to put me foot down sooner or whatever. But, you know, that's where you get into harm's way, isn't it, really? Yeah. If you get irate about shit like that. But, yeah. Um, I have, I'm actually fresh back from a speed awareness course um, last Saturday. Um, I was being preached to that about the benefits of smart motorways by a rather sassy uh, speed awareness teacher. Uh, hello to Ricky, the driving instructor, if you're watching. Um, so, yeah, I was pretty pissed off that he was trying to tell me how great smart motorways are and how useful the refuge points are um, and things like that. But... Um, I did learn a lot, um, and it turns out now that if I wasn't Liverpool's best driver before, I certainly am now. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me if you actually were the best driver there. Thank you. You're too kind. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, I got. Uh, I, got I, I, meant, I meant. I meant that as the uh, driving standard is pretty shocking in Liverpool anyway. Oh, so that's what I meant. Yeah, it wasn't a compliment. <laughs> Oh, I should have got that. Well, I got—I mean, I got caught speed and straying over the 50 miles an hour limit on the M6. And I'd say I went 56 or something or 55. And, you know, I, I, okay, lack of concentration, but, you know, where's the problem? Anyway, half past seven <laughs> Saturday morning, just gone. I was, um, I was on the Zoom meeting, uh, learning about phantom traffic jams and, you know, even more reasons to be pissed off with people really yeah that seems to be the recurring theme nowadays isn't it I haven't got anything else Matty unless you do um right should we um pull out of a junction onto someone and immediately make the le next left turn into the next street with our social medias ba Bailey or Sure. Uh, obviously, if you want to follow us on uh, YouTube, you can do so by uh, below by subscribing. Um, and if you want to follow us on social media, we basically post like behind the scenes of our reviews. Um, you know, just updates on videos, that sort of thing. You can follow us on TikTok, which is Car Culture uh, YT, and on Instagram, it's Car Culture underscore YT because it wouldn't let us do the other one. Um, and if you want to follow me personally and see that I've just been to Greece and had a good time I think I said that last month as well um, then you can it's uh, Bailey Prickett 27 um, that's it for me Matty that's to your beautifully done as well. Bailey beautifully done um, if you'd like to see more of me you can uh, follow me on my YouTube channel subscribe uh, it's a Matty's Cars uh, you can get me on Instagram for chod spots and things like that Matty's Cars YT Um and oh is someone sent me a snapchat if you'd like uh, to recommend me somewhere that I can live then you can DM me personally on my personal Instagram as someone is doing on snapchat there uh, matsgram99 so yeah any houses to rent DM me personal Instagram matsgram99 thank you I think that went well it did yes um, yeah, so I think that wraps up this month's Car Talk podcast. As Bailey said, do get in touch if you do have anything that pisses you off out on the road, uh, and we'll read it out. 
Um, yeah, is it is it time to say goodbye? <laughs> yes, that's usually how a goodbye works. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>